and welcome to Fake Movie Experts, the movie review podcast that breaks down a movie franchise one movie at a time. And we're starting the year off right with The Matrix. Because the new Matrix is coming out, so we're going to do the original three and we're going to watch the new one again. I'm your host, Joseph Lessel. I'm alongside here with Ricky Maricelli. Mr. Lessel, Mr. Sweatland. Oh, hey, this is that, that was spooky, man. That came in, that came in <laughs> intense, brah. Yeah, I'm, I'm scared. Uh, yeah, I just saw two black cats and you said that, dude. <laughs> and our little uh, spoon boy, don't say it. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm not cypher. Just... <laughs> it was either him or the rabbit, so uh, but he's just above average, though. It's Keith Swetland. I'm... I would have attributed more to Mouse, but. Yeah, yeah, I know traitor, and and I, I know traitor, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you can be the you can be the little spoon boy. Oh yeah, no, I'm just gonna eat my steak and lick boots. But no, uh, I'd rather hang out. I'd rather hang out with the old lady in an apartment while she smokes cigarettes and bakes cookies for me. Sounds awesome. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so we're gonna be talking about the Matrix, one of the like one of the groundbreaking movies and visual effects of like, you know, basically once the matrix came out, the life like movies changed. It's arguably the mo- one of the most iconic films of our lifetime. Yep. Uh, it, it, yeah, it came out March 31st, 1999, uh, directed by Lana and Lily Wachowski. Uh, you may know them from directing movies as the other matrix movies. 2008 Speed Racer. They did Speed Racer? I didn't know that. That movie was uh, cool. Yeah, I've actually see- heard that that movie is a lot better than people think yeah. it is. It's visually uh, like there, but you can go to uh, nocellentainment.com and look up the queue and uh, find out what we thought about that, that back then. Uh, 2012's Cloud Atlas. <laughs> the Tom Hanks one. Very weird. Very silly. Yeah. And like, Kind of offensive. <laughs> How do you pronounce their names again? The Wachowski. I've always, always struggled with their last name. Some people say what? Some people say Wachowski. Wachowski. File Wachowski paperwork. Sisters. Wachowski. Yeah, or or Wazowski is another yeah. way. Mike Wazowski. <laughs> I, I I was I've been pronouncing their last name all morning. <laughs> Wachowski, got it. There we go. Uh, they also they also directed tw- 2015's Jupiter Ascending, which you can go back to nocellentainment.com oh, no. and uh, find out why Zen believes that's a good movie. Channing Tatum rides rollerblade. That's why, I and think he's it's a, a good fucking movie. dog. Don't get me started <laughs> on it. Isn't that with uh, Mila Kunis? Mila yeah. Kunis, yeah. Like they thought they were gonna have like the next like Harry Potter slash Hunger yep. Games trilogy yep. or something. Yeah, I like, think bombed I think, hard. I think I'd like to go watch it again and then like tell myself no. it's good so I can be that guy and be like, no, guys, actually it's pretty good. No, it's not. That <laughs> uh, John Carter, uh, you know, all those movies that bombed hard. Jupiter (laughs) Jupiter sending his garbage because they have one of the actors, um, Eddie Redmine. uh, Redmayne. Oh, that's right. He's in it. He would he would talk like this throughout the whole movie. (laughs) And what are you doing? And it's just like talk like at a normal frequency, but he's just. I will not allow you to do this, you dumb 
dog. <laughs> uh, this movie stars one Keanu Reeves, Lawrence Fishburne, Carrie Ann Moss, Hugo Reeving. Um, that's you know, you're uh, or where's he, Joni Pant, uh, Joey Pants. Hey, star of, bag a, of donuts, star of a famous uh, Joey Pantalone, fake movie experts movie, Bad Boys 2. <laughs> oh yeah we uh, haven't done bad boys too guys no, i don't a, know if you know this yet but no no we have <laughs> oh, we have no we... that is that is the pinnacle movie of fake movie experts i i don't where think was i to... when we filmed it i don't think we're allowed to do that movie it's just always been it's like it's like a it's like the the robot city of zero one it's just like we, it's always been we there. reference it too much to do it oh okay thank it's god too good. No. like we're do, we're gonna do it down the line that movie is six stars Oh God! Because it's in the Tokyo Dome. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Keith doesn't know the reference, but here, take it. No, Keith doesn't. Like Keith it. doesn't understand that reference, but. But as I was saying, this movie is a groundbreaking movie with the visual effects. The hell, you know, when we break down, you know, casting. It's looking up who was who was wanted for this movie, who declined it, is bonkers. Oh, that'll be fun. But before we get into the breakdown, uh, do you guys remember your first time watching this movie? God, I don't. Because I don't think I saw this in theaters because it was an R-rated movie in 99. So I would have been 12. So my mom would definitely not have been okay with that. I would assume I had to have watched this at someone's house like in a group of friends. Me? I... I Oh, go ahead, oh, who's going go first? Ahead. Go ahead. You you, you shot first. <laughs> Wonderful. So this movie, it was, this was, I was also in the same boat with you, Rick. I, I wasn't allowed. I, I wanted to see it more than anything. Because it when, when it came out, it just looked so cool. The ad campaign was bomb. I don't remember it, but I remember it like living in my head. And I wanted to see it in theaters. And I think eventually around about Halloween time that year, I remember I convinced my parents to let us rent it from Blockbuster or Hollywood Video. It was probably Hollywood Video because that was closer to our home. But that was like The Matrix is one of my first like parent sanctioned R-rated movies that I was like, that we all sat down and agreed like, all right, we're going to watch The Matrix. So, and we didn't have a DVD player at that point. So I watched The Matrix on VHS. (laughs) (laughs) Weird take, but I don't really feel like this movie deserved an R rating. I guess it's because there's probably so many blood packets in it in that final yeah. scene. But like, it's not a very like it's a pretty soft R. No, there's not like they like don't really say fuck very much in it. <laughs> like, I think it's because there's like flowing blood in it, and he spits out blood. A That's few what times. it is. That's there's what pro- it is. It's the there's blood always packets. There's always like weird the MPAA. I forget the name of the documentary, but I watched the documentary about them. They are a weird and wacky like cabal of insane people but um they have there's weird rules about like flowing blood or splattering blood that separates pg-13 from r uh i remember seeing this in when i was visiting family in california in like 2000 like in 2000 2001 i want to say um i have a suspicion i saw it before i when i before I went down, but I like that's when I like I remember watching it because when I visit family down there, they always like want to rent movies. So like I remember they rented The Matrix and Deuce Bigelow Mel Gigolo 
for like that weekend and we watched it like back to back nights and what a spectacular couple of movies right right <laughs> but yeah i never saw them in theaters because i'm in the age range of you through two so it's just like yeah uh rented it on dvd i think a year after it came out when it was, i think i rented it when it came out but have either of you uh, ever seen it on the big screen uh, i'm not I, remember, I don't I went, think I have. I went. They did a. I forget what year it was. They did a re-release one year, and I went and watched it. It was. It was They've done multiple, in the, according yeah. to the box office website. I feel like I want to see it in IMAX now, though, because I've like I bought a 4K set to rewatch it. The movie holds up spectacularly well. Like <laughs> the stuff, like with the ship flying and the Sentinels, like you can very tell is very animated. But like it's in a way that works and doesn't I, like it doesn't suck me out of it the way like even stuff nowadays does. No, I thought the ship looked great because they like it's in those like dark sewers. So like the the it's like really the vision's obscured and there's like it's got like the electricity stuff around it to kind of disguise the CG. Like the, the CG used in this movie is extremely tasteful. Like I think I want- the only thing that drew me out was in the final scene when Neo does that like shoulder thing and the hall kind of bends out but even that i feel like is supposed to be that because he's like literally bending the physics of the world so it's supposed to look wonky yeah Yeah, you you can explain a lot away by like well it's not real it's a computer program (laughs) yeah and he just any any legitimately just broke it um i think this is the first one that we've all bought the 4k set yeah i went i I went out and bought it hell yeah hell yeah I was mad at myself because Matrix was in Steelbook earlier this year and I didn't pull the trigger for it. And the Steelbooks are like beautiful. But it was before I was like, I had into made it. this terrible yeah. financial decision in my life to get into Steelbooks. <laughs> hey, um, if it makes you feel good, it makes you feel good. <laughs> uh, I mean, everyone Keith- has their collection, like Joe's mm-hmm. cabinet full of wrestling belts. Yeah, that's right there. Um, I, or how Keith- much you- was that Proton Pack? <laughs> don't worry about that uh we're not talking about ghostbusters you can go back to, <laughs> yeah you can go back to no and find out what we thought of the ghostbuster franchise uh keith you be proud of me i just realized that i still have my matrix the f- first three in dvd so i don't think i'll i'll get rid of the dvd just because of the cover art are pretty sick the matrix was a big like a uh, a technology show off for dvd players that was like right when dvd players were coming out yeah, I feel like that was like the quintessential DVD movie, right? Like if you were yeah. buying a DVD player when they were first coming out, like Matrix was the movie you owned. You know what's really weird? My first ever DVD I watched is High Fidelity with John Cusack. That 100% <laughs> sounds like the first DVD you would ever watch. Um, My first DVD that I watched when I got my DVD player was um, What About Bob? <laughs> I don't think I ever owned an actual DVD player because I just had a PS2. So that was my oh. DVD player. My parents had the VHS DVD combo. Oh, sick. Yeah. Weren't they like original of those? Like somehow you could burn your VHS onto a DVD. There's there gotta was, be some. There were some. There, there were some that you could do that of. That's pretty to, cool. Uh, do that. Imagine yeah. putting a shitty quality VHS movie onto a DVD, though. Just go buy the DVD. Hey, hey man. Hey, you know, I had the for the longest time, I had the Back to the Future on VHS, 
and they were burnt from TV. And like you would get the, and we'll be right back to the. <laughs> that pauses and just a weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it will be right back. Let's see what Mark and Dottie, uh, doc will get themselves into next. And it's just like, Oh God. <laughs> But no, Matrix is fantastic. So let's break this bad boy down. So, hey, Rick, you know, I'm not doing it this week. So uh, go ahead. Boys, girls, non-binary and everyone in between, please gather around for the reading of the plot to The Matrix. The world isn't what we believe. We are all living in The Matrix. But what is the Matrix? Who is Neo and is he the one? Well, it's time to follow the little white rabbit down the hole and figure all this out. We are in the future, boys and girls, after a brutal war between human and machine that humans have lost. In the process of the war, humans destroyed the planet to try and starve the machines. Unfortunately, this forces the machines to find a new power source, which they found in us turning the human body into living batteries whose consciousness resides within the matrix. This brings us to Mr. Anderson, just an everyday hacker living his life as a programmer for a major programming company before he is introduced to more by Morpheus and Trinity, as well as the crew of uh, the Nebuchadnezzar. Neo learns of the war and how humanity currently survives. Morpheus believes Neo to be the one, the one who can save humanity from their shackles. But can Neo learn quick enough? And can everyone on the Nebuchadnezzar be trusted before the machines get to them in the Matrix? Goddamn that that battery scene, Morpheus's monologue. Like when they're sitting in those chairs, like just the way Lawrence Fishburne just like chews up that scene and the way he speaks, he just like holds your attention. You're just like staring at him and it's terrifying and awesome. It the is, way the way he does it's awesome too. It's dumbfounding how good the acting is for the lines these people are given. Like the acting in this movie is so top notch while talking about human beings being batteries. Oh man, this what like <laughs> I like this whole movie became like the mind like mind fuck of like are we really in the matrix or is this real? <laughs> you know, like people started debating like is this real life that we're in right now? You know, it's like well, what is the, you know? And the Wachowskis did such a good job with world building to where they created this story where there's like it's always like well you can't prove we're not in the matrix. <laughs> it's, like, it's like it's the the. The, the backstory is so good and like it was it was us that scorched the sky it's just these like these little throwaway lines that build up like that you can make a whole anime series based off of <laughs> just like one little line like um... well i super appreciated how like because i mean realistically the world for the matrix is so insanely in-depth and complicated but like they give you enough to build it without overwhelming you with it like they didn't throw it to you right away. It's just like, dude, this world's crazy. Like, I don't I just loved the way the sisters kind of like build the world through the entire movie without overwhelming you with what could be a very overwhelming world building. Well, yeah, and I'm I'm excited to get like work through the trilogy on this because this movie is basically like a perfect 
story. Like it wraps up, it finished. This is a trilogy in one movie. <laughs> like, like, like because of how much money they <laughs> earned and how big of an explosion the fan base came, I think that that is the like true reason why that they made more. It's because like this movie alone, I don't think they're planning on doing a trilogy. This was yeah. just a boom, we're one and, and just, done. And just like narratively, you can tell that there wasn't going to be two more movies because this one, this movie ends like the story, like at the end of the movie, Neo flies away, badass rage against the machine plays. And you can assume that he's like superpower God, man, he's going to go defeat all the agents and free all the humans. And then you can just imagine in your head, like what it looks like. And the story's done. I think so, they like, left enough to do more if it was necessary while also finishing it if they didn't get more. Like they did yeah. what a perfect ending should be mm-hmm. of leaving we're, it open enough to continue story building, but closing it enough to be satisfied if we never got more. Which which it, which they did because of the fact like the last lines from Neo is like, you know, we know you're out there and we will find you and you know, like so, it's so badass. He's like, he's just talking shit to the machines on a payphone. Yeah. <laughs> God, Zoomers would not understand this movie at all. Being like, what the fuck are those things? Are like, what is that phone? It's just sliding down. What the fuck's a Nokia? Oh man, the phone. The phone. I remember when I when I saw that this, banana that phone. phone. Ooh, dude, phone I looks- still rewatching <laughs> this movie. I still want it. Oh, they. <laughs> I think uh, someone came out with them. Someone came re-released them just recently, I think, or they're planning on doing it. So, do you think? Thank God, look how good that phone looks. Do you think it would be cool or nerdy now in 2021 to dress up as Neo for Halloween? Uh, first of all, Swetland, it's 2022. Yes, <laughs> in, in the year of our in the year of our Neo, 2022. <laughs> 2022. <laughs> what is this? Uh, end of january or something yeah we <laughs> get the it, first you know. week of january thank you yeah come on Keith, get it together hey uh, happy new year guys yeah, yeah happy, happy new year, new year. Oh, like six days after but sure <laughs> nothing tides in the new year like breaking your brain wondering if you're a plugged in battery it's true though it's true one cool thing i like about the fact of the matrix is that there was like green tint to the Love entire it. time, and when you're in the Matrix, when they're in the Matrix, there's a green tint to the scenery. I super love how like bright and vivid the Matrix is comparative to how like dark and dreary world like real life is. Like that's the whole thing the machines are doing is to like make it seem like you know everything's so perfect. Why would you need to question the world? Because mm-hmm. the real world is so gross. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of the crazy things uh, I gotta see if I can find it. But uh, in the first forty-five minutes of the film, Neo, Keanu Reeves' character, has eighty lines, and wow. forty-four of the forty-four of these lines are questions, <laughs> averaging roughly one question per minute. I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. Like, if you're like all of a sudden, if if someone like appeared and then pulled like pulled me out, I'd be like, so wait, so what's going on? Really? It'd be a lot of reallys. <laughs> like, dude, how high are you right now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> My mom told me not to take drugs from strangers. <laughs> yeah. uh, My mom told me not to go to uh, dance clubs wearing leather kink gear. <laughs> well, I don't know what your mom told you, but 
Oh, uh, and that, also, oh, I gotta, go sorry, I, I gotta touch back to that uh, battery line real quick. I just, I, it's the, as the internet says, I was today years old when I learned what the, the copper top line means in the matrix. Remember when they're in the, they're in the limo or whatever, and they're about to suck the bug out of them. And he says like, all right, sit back copper top. I think that's the line. I'm probably wrong, but he calls them copper top. And that's because of batteries. That's like, yeah, yeah. I, I've <laughs> seen that too. <laughs> you didn't, you didn't know what that a copper top was a battery. I just, well, I assumed I knew. I just like never put one and one together to make two. <laughs> uh, one, one more thing about Keanu's acting is before his character's final speech at the end, Neo never had more than five sentences in a row. Nice. Well, remember, so they played. They played to like, his acting. This is like Keanu, because we think about Keanu Reeves now, and you're like, it's Keanu Reeves. All Keanu does is touch things, and they're great. Whether they're like major blockbusters or weird, trippy secondary films, like his acting is is always amazing. But like, this is young Keanu, like young Keanu. I didn't realize how young Keanu looked in the Matrix movie. He was like such an unsure thing at this time. Like he was the high guy. <laughs> well, yeah. I think that it's a good conversation for us to have is like what there was always the joke that like Keanu Reeves is kind of a bad actor. And like, I've always no. been a fan, like since speed and this, like, like I always thought he was kind of a great actor. <laughs> so like, Oh, I think he's, he's, yeah. I think he, he's a great actor and he's a phenomenal, uh, you know, person. Uh, I I would say I read something that he in almost all his films he always tries to pay off the um, like production crew the you know the uh, the helpers you know not you mm-hmm. know the writers and other actors but it's like the the crew that carries oh, like, all the like the grip act. and shit yeah yeah <laughs> like you know the the and, and I guess boy. they always say this. You talk about the second boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I guess according to the reports that he has given away about $75 million of his own money to pay for all the crews that he's worked with in all his movies. So yeah. like he's a, he's a fantastic person. Um, God, it's so crazy. Like how little he did between speed and matrix. Well, I think right. he was working on the Matrix because the speed speed was ninety five, and they had to four, and Matrix oh, was, was ninety nine. It was five but, years between those movies. They had to have like approached him in like ninety six or ninety seven, though. That movie's movie had to have been a few years of production. I mean, and... there so th- there is some stuff about production here. Like for you know, let, let let's talk about it now, and then we we can talk about the movie and all that stuff. A lot of people were uh, asked to take this role most famous one is will smith yeah, will yeah. smith was offered the role he turned it down for uh wild wild west would you go to no sell and great song <laughs> right great song i still stand it's a fantastic movie i love it <laughs> you see salma hike's butt that was pretty cool um where is it but like a lot of people were offered the role of neo morpheus and trinity however everyone was just like Everybody said no to it because of they didn't get the script. I mean, I was about, I was about to say, to be fair, you read the script and you're like, there's no way this will hit. Like the, the story itself is kind of stupid and gets made up for with the action and just makes you care more about the story. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
actors that have uh were sought out by Warner Brothers were Brad Pitt and Val Kilmer. Um, but Wait, well, uh, was Val Kilmer supposed to be Morpheus? Either Neo or Morpheus. Val Kilmer I, was old by '99, wasn't he? <laughs> No, I think I think either of those actors, because both of them are just kind of like blank slate sort of character actors, and I yeah. think both of them would have been good. That would have been fine. I mean, it wouldn't have been Keanu, but both of them like, declined. And then uh, Leonardo DiCaprio initially accepted the role, but turned it down because he did not want to do visual effects directly after Titanic. Joe, you almost did a really big time '90s joke right there with the yeah, DiCaprio. Yeah, DiCaprio. <laughs> yeah, that was. I stopped myself. I stopped myself. Yeah, I stopped myself for that one. Leo would have been weird in that role because he was still in his pretty boy mode. Yeah, like he wasn't like the serious Leo yet. Yeah, so he would have been, been weird very to have good. a pretty boy. Yeah, if, imagine Leonardo DiCaprio with like his head shaved, pulling a tube out of his throat. <laughs> right. Uh, another actor that had to turn it down because of family uh, obligations. Nick Cage as Neo? Yeah. Nick Cage would have been great as like one of the like ghosts or zombies. He would have been great as the, as the bad guy. Or like the Nick Cage <laughs> as Cypher would have been sick. Yeah. <laughs> for uh for Neo, I'm not for not Neo, uh, Morpheus, uh Gary Oldman. Ooh, that would have been good. I mean, Gary now, Oldman can do. You could replace any actor with Gary yeah. Oldman, and it would work because he's so amazing. Yeah, he's very versatile. He's like a chameleon actor. He can do anything. Uh, Val Kilmer and Sam Jackson. Oh, Sam Jackson would have been ridiculous, but I would have loved it. He wouldn't have been as good as Lawrence Fishburne. The Lawrence, no. I love Sam Jackson, but Lawrence Fishburne can act circles around Sam Jackson. Yeah, no one can. Yeah, no one can beat old Larry. He, he killed it. Uh, John Cusack lobbied hard to get the role of Neo. <laughs> okay, John Cusack. And here are the names of names who uh, auditioned or offered the role or turned down the role of Trinity. Marissa Tomei. Weird. Selma Hayek. Tell her I'm an architect. I'm okay. Uh, uh, Selma Hayek in that role would have been different. Catherine Zeta-Jones. That would have worked. Uh, Jennifer Lopez. That would not have worked. Angelina Jolie probably would have worked. Although Jennifer Lopez had just done the cell, didn't this? I think, yeah, the cell she did. Came out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Drew Barrymore. Oh, I do love Drew, but she would not have worked in that role. Kate Hudson. Ew. Uma Thurman. Ooh, I, I love Uma. Uma could have done it. Uma could have uh, done it. Lucy Liu. She I mean, I it. always love Lucy Liu, so yes. Heather Graham. <laughs> I love Heather Graham, but that was no. like the same. That was that was she was probably about to film Austin Powers too. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Elizabeth Hurley, <laughs> no, and uh, Mariska Hargitay. Mariska Hargitay. I don't know who that is. Uh, Law and Order SVU. Oh, hey, Benson. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it, Keith. <laughs> um. But yeah, there, like David Cubby turned down the role of Neo so he could be in X Files. That's probably smart. But like, I'm like, I'm like looking through the lore and stuff, and it's just like Christopher Mullaney auditioned the other person from SVU to audition for Agent Smith. That would have been weird. <laughs> um, I also am today's year old when I realized what other movies Agent Smith has been in, including like one of Keith's favorite franchises. 
Oh man, yo, he's, Lord of the Rings. Hugo Weaving is a mega star. <laughs> yeah, dude, he acts a lot. Hugo Weaving is, I think he has like the best performances in Matrix One, at least like, the way he uh, speaks. He's also, he must be very rich for the amount of movies he does. Oh yeah, he's the Red Skull or whatever the fuck. He's in, yeah. What's her name? Uh, the girl that the actress that plays Gamora, and like Guardians. Oh fuck! Um, What's her name? I know who you're talking about. She's super famous, and I love her. Oh my god, I'm blanking really hard. Like it, I, I have her pick. Uh, Zoe is it? Uh, Zoe Deschanel. No, no, is, no. Is no. it just like? Isn't it just like Zoe? <laughs> Uh, oh, uh, Zoe's uh, Zaldana. Yeah, yeah. Zaldana. Zoe Zaldana. She's in Guardians, so all the Marvel movies. She's in Lord of the Rings. She's in the Star Trek franchise. She's in Avatar. Wait, Zoe Zaldana's in Lord of the Rings. Not Lord. Uh, Star Trek, Guardians, all the Marvel stuff. Avatar. Um, she's in like a shit ton of the most more famous kind of um franchises. So she's like banked on that. Damn. How do we get on so there though? I don't know. Making a lot of money doing franchises like this. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but uh this this movie I is a fucking mind trip in a way of like there are so double meanings to everything. So Keith, I have your 14 mind tristing terms for the Matrix. Ooh. So the Matrix is own has its own meaning. You know what the meaning is? A, a matrix, like a series of things. What do you mean? Uh, a world, a built world. Uh, is where it's referred in the uh, originate matrix uh, originated in the 15th century, according to the Oxford English Dictionary, or also referred as the womb. Ah, uh, cool. <laughs> um, Neo. Thomas Anderson, Neo is an anagram for the one, since Neo is the one. Yeah. Uh, Metacortex, it's the software company that Neo works for. Oh, oh, uh, I never realized we learned the name of his company. Yeah, it was on the building. Yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, meta is a combining elements that means change or higher beyond. Cortex refers to the outer layer of an organ. Mm-hmm. So in this case, metacortex Im- could imply the idea of a higher intelligence, like the robots or computer programs. Yeah. Uh, Trinity, you know, is the common thought of the Christian, uh, you know, tr- Holy Trinity, all the th- the gods and three people, Morpheus, Neo, and Trinity. Mm-hmm. Uh, the white rabbit in this movie is just, you know, it's a reference to Alice, Alice in yeah. Wonderland and, you know, follow the white rabbit. Uh, Morpheus, Morpheus is means is the god of dreams or translate from Greek into maker of shapes. Um, Morpheus cracks me up by the way he's just like he's like a, a, a religious fanatic and as we see in like two and three everyone just kind of rolls his eyes rolls their eyes at him yeah like he's borderline <laughs> insane yeah. he's like trust me like I'm, I'm right guys I'm right like no this one dude is gonna bring down this entire yeah. like batshit crazy robot army they, they, right yeah <laughs> uh the Nebuchadnezzar uh uh what was it the uh is named for the Nebuchadnezzar II, the ancient Babylonian king, who would said he would have trouble, uh, trouble dr- having troubled dreams that he couldn't remember. Yeah. So that's for future uh, 
for uh, Reloaded. Uh, Zion is the last two. Uh, Zion is the city that the <laughs> are from. Um, Zion might have been uh, where was it? Uh, Zion, which Zion is space settle settlement built by the Rastafarians. The original Zion was ancient Herrick city, often using the synonym of Jerusalem. Uh, Oracle, you know the Oracle Central program that can see beyond. Uh, Keith Boy Cipher. <laughs> um, but yeah, these are all like, and like the more, more famous thing that comes out of this is the bullet time for this movie and how crazy that at that time in time of him, like, you know, the more most famous shot of, you know, one of the most famous shots of Matrix is him bending backwards as the bullets fly past him. I always forget because, like, they make it seem like he's like untouchable. I always forget that he actually gets shot in that scene. I and I, I just watched it, and it's just like you know, it's like I've never seen. How did you do it? Do what? You move just like the agents, and then he he looks and he got a bullet scar. He's like, not that fast. <laughs> well, and like the funny thing about that scene is he, I, I like that he uh, he's the Trinity help <laughs> right before right he, gets... right. he yells help a lot in this movie. Yeah. Well, and he he yells help, but he doesn't get it. And then, god damn it, Trinity is a badass in these movies. Like the part she has that she has the cool one-liner, the dodge this part, and god, it's it's cool going back to like that kind of stuff. Like after all, like the Disney Marvel quippiness, it's just cool to get like a sincere badass line. <laughs> it's like there's no, right? there's nothing like there's no winking. She's just like no, dodge this motherfucker, just dodge this yeah. asshole. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the things watching this movie is. Honestly, and I texted Keith when I watched it. I did not know the villain, the the cipher turning on them is legitimately the first line in the movie. Because when when you see the code, and then you know, hey, uh, uh, when when Trinity calls in, hey, it's like operator, yeah, uh, hey mm-hmm. operator, and he's like, hey, what are you doing? You're not supposed to be there. <laughs> because Cypher's finding out where Neo was and Trinity was there, you know, stalking him because and but the whole point it's Cypher turning on them is the legitimately the first line in the movie is like, what are you doing there? You're not supposed to be there. Because you they're know, trying to the opening line is that Cypher's watching him and that Trinity is switching yeah. out to watch him. No, if you if you rewatch it, he <laughs> goes, he goes, What are you doing there? It's because of the fact that he is trying to find the Neo for the agents. That's the whole purpose of what Cypher is trying to do right now. But when, when she calls and it's like, operator, I need to get out. And he's like, he goes, what are you doing there? You're not supposed to be there. And he, she's like, oh, I took another shift. Yeah, because he's like, you weren't supposed to be the one who was replacing me. And then she no. goes, oh, I decided to take another one. No, he says, it, it, what, you weren't supposed to be the one replacing me. I, he's just more I to me I it's just the fact of him going like what are you doing there is the fact of he's just trying to find the neo for the agents to point out there he is that's who you want but she's just there she, he was just worried that she might fuck it up which she doesn't at the time man I think going speaking of that first sequence when Trinity's doing the hack and trying to talk to neo in that part I remember going back to when I first watched that movie, like when she jumps in the air and floats like the special effects in that fight, I remember really were like impactful when I, when I was young and I saw that for the first time. And the she op- has, 
she has like her tight leather pants on and she just looks really cool like and the the opening action scene took six months of training and only four days to shoot <laughs> yeah the way yeah the well everything leading up to it like the and if you give me that jurist my addiction crap you can shove it up your ass lines and then like i think we can handle one little girl Oh, we set we we've sent multiple uh multiple teams up there. <laughs> They're all dead. Yeah, that's just they re- they really do a good job of like setting up how scary and like kind of powerful Trinity is. Which, and then and you and and even in the beginning, you don't know if she's good or bad. Like I, in I, in the beginning of the movie, you don't know who's good and who's bad. You just see the agents show up and they're like they're already dead. And it's just like, okay, is she good? Is she bad? <laughs> Are they good? Are they bad? I never, just because of how cool she was, I like never found that ambiguous. I always thought she was like, nah, she's a hero. Like, she's cool. (laughs) And then the, oh shit, I forget where I was going with that. Oh, I guess like, we'll chat about it later in the Reloaded episode, but in the, one of the Animatrix episodes, it goes into like a little more Trinity lore. So she's, she's really like, her the depth that's added to her just like really sinks in how like badass of a hacker she is because she's like she's a famous computer hacker they all she, are yeah they all are in the I way i guess neo, like neo is too they all are i think but i think they just call uh, morpheus like terrorist because he <laughs> for what he did i forgot what he did but oh yeah oh and ah, i lost my train of thought there sorry oh. <laughs> You were talking cool. about how awesome Trinity's badass. Yeah. Yeah, Trinity's cool. <laughs> she, uh, I remember going to the swimming pool and trying to do the Trinity dive off a diving board. How'd that <laughs> go? <Dude. laughs> that dive is so intense. I just like landed on my back and hurt myself. <laughs> <laughs> I also like how they like she's an intense badass, but then they also do a great job of establishing how terrifying the agents are because oh, she yeah. wrecks shop, but then is terrified of these people. Yeah. To really establish like oh shit like <laughs> if she is scared of them then they must be like another level well and like, like especially the- that line where she after she dives through the window and she's pointing oh, the yeah. guns back and she has to tell herself tell herself to get moving because of how terrified she is get up trinity yeah, carrie ann moss delivers that line. like i like i still think about that line from the very first time i saw the movie like, yeah carrie ann moss is it was just great like the way she like moves her body and delivers the lines and like her body language and the, and the way she looks and moves like she's 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 great. It it it's just crazy of just how like like the movie like starts off intense and like oh god what's happening and then all of a sudden it goes to like a computer screen like wake up Neo. Uh huh. Like uh, how awesome, like this movie is like awesome because of the fact, like what you said earlier, Keith, about how like this is like a perfect movie that has the story is, is open and shut within the first movie, but it's just like every scene has a purpose in this movie of the fact that you see the matrix, you see her, you know, she opens, she goes to, to the phone and then the car crashes through. She like, what the hell happened? Is she dead? And then the very next scene, it's wake oh, up, Neo. Man. And the way the camera, the way the, like, the camera worked, the Wachowskis do, with, like the, the camera is on the truck coming at her. Yeah. Like, that was, it was just like, you're, you're holding your breath at that part. Like, it was crazy. And because, yeah, the pacing, like this movie, it's it's so dense that they never let off the gas. So like, I think like one criticism of this movie that I've heard a couple times before is the Trinity-Neo relationship not making sense. But like the, 
it makes I like it just because of the the movie is paced so well and they just they give you little bits of exposition every now and again. And so like you can you have that like brain space where you can fill in the gaps and you're like, it, okay, it, no, their their relationship builds. This makes sense to me. Like in, in, in my head, it makes sense watching it. It's this kind of it's an age-old problem of just like he's the main character and has to have the love interest, so instantly she's in love with him. Like it doesn't completely work. It's a bit contrived. It's a bit like stories have always been told this way. Yeah, I was, I, I, it's one part of the movie I did not like. It's just like, oh, she's just suddenly in love with him. But part of it you can turn back to it because the oracle says I, I don't mind I don't mind it at all because the oracle does say like she says the reason why she is in love with him is because the oracle said that she will fall in love with the one. Yeah. And like throughout the whole movie, even in the first scene we've discussed, she is watching him. And then she's like when and then she's the one that goes to the club. Um you know, there's the scene. Really cool her, outfits, by the way. <laughs> right. Uh, when they go, when she get, you know, when he enter, he when he become gets in the real world, and he like he falls asleep after his first training, and she delivers him food. You know, there's like the small things you have to like, you you can pick up that she likes him. But you know, I get what people are saying, like the fact of like, yeah, she likes him because the hero needs someone to love him. Yeah, and but, like, like, yeah. The criticism is valid to me because they like, what are they? They maybe like say eight words to each other or some shit before they're making out. <laughs> yeah. Like, the way the like I can look past that because of like Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss's like performance and the way they have chemistry, like, the, just the physical chemistry between those two. Like you can cut the horniness with a butter knife. <laughs> like I'm, it's crazy. I like I'm I'm curious if they ever like had a relationship in real life. Anything? I don't know. About no, that, no like, they, they just they just been a really close friend for the past twenty five years since yeah. this movie. Yeah. Well, the the sexual attention is powerful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, like follow the right rabbit. You know, it's just like, how, like it's just freaking cool. Just like, okay, <laughs> he goes and follows the right rabbit, meets Trinity, and you know, more you know, plot breakdown of like, hey, you know, we know that what you want, you know, you want. The, you want the mate you want to know what the matrix is you want morpheus and then like the next scene it's just him standing at work and it's just like so mr anderson you think you're better than everyone here huh you think you're above <laughs> everyone it's just like there's another line there like that he's supposed to be the one you know yeah. it's like he thinks he, he can defy all the authority because he thinks he's special and then we keep moving on and it's like you know the chasing of him at his desk because he gets the phone. It's like, hello, Neo. This is Morpheus. They're coming to get you. Oh, the scene of him just saying, like, okay, turn left. Okay, now turn right. That was like nail biting, like hold your breath. Tension. Yeah. Like, oh, and by the way, I, we got to go back real quick. There's not much, there's almost zero comedy in this movie. But when he says, give me my phone call, it, that was so funny. <laughs> he's well, like, that's next. That's next after the chasing. Oh, yeah. that, oh yeah, that's right. That, you know, because. It's once, you know, he gets, he, he tries to crawl around the building and then the agents get him and it's just like, all right, what are we doing? You know, it's like, Mr. Anderson, it's like, this is what I want you to do. You know, I mean, flip you the bird. Yeah. And then you're going to give me my phone call. Well, that would be weird if you couldn't talk at all. Though so that, that line that scared him. the crap out of me. Oh yeah, it's gross. The line where he says, give me my phone call does some like unintentional world building for me where it's like, no, this guy just is just a normal dude. Like he's seen movies. He's not like 
he doesn't know the law. He's just seen like TV shows and movies where people get a phone call. <laughs> he doesn't like, he doesn't understand what's going on. He's yeah. just like, <laughs> you know, that's just like what people say in that situation. But, it, but like it, this movie shows that mind trip of the fact, like that scene of him, you know, being in the interrogation of like agent Smith wanting to find out where Morpheus is. And he's like, no, we're good. I'm not telling you shit. And then they plan a bug on him. And then so that's like traumatized in him. In him. Yeah. So they, they legit bug him. Ugh. And then he wakes up thinking it's a dream. You know, uh, it's just like that was so cool. Just like, was it a dream? And then, you know, Trinity calls, like, come meet us here. And then they do the whole scene of them cutting the bug out, you know, shooting the bug out of him because he's being tracked. Which I found out in that scene, what they did is they had a, it was CGI and also they had like robots they used. Oh, cool. And like, you know, with a fake body on top yeah. of Keanu. So they did that so they can make it CGI and, and real that they use a real thing to have it moving around in the body. I want to do like, like, a, like, a, a, I don't want to do it really, but the idea of someone doing a research project for like the late nineties, early two thousands being like the peak of CG looking cool in movies. <laughs> like, cause that, cause that, it was at that time. Like, I mean, it's, the biggest part of it is because they didn't rely on it yet. Like they yeah. used it in spade, but still maintained practical effects. Because mm-hmm. like the scene, the nowadays they would not blow up columns inside of a building to make it look like bullet holes. They just do CG explosions. But like when they burst through the metal detector and there's there's a big gunfight inside the room and like squibs and shit are blowing up and they're like running through explosions of pavement and like marble. It looks spectacular because it's real explosions, but there's also CG going on with them like flipping and shit. But it looks. I don't think. Or, most of that was practical. Or, or maybe it was, it was in wires. harness. It was, it was, it was uh, all harness and wires. Oh, by the Carrie way, love, love the wire fights. Sorry, <laughs> I'd get that in there. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, Carrie Ann Moss did all her stunts on the nice. wire work. Uh, however, she did twist her ankle while shooting one of her scenes, but she didn't tell anybody after <laughs> until after filming because of recasting. Uh-huh. Did Keanu do all of his? Because I swear at one point it did not look like Keanu in so, that fight sequence and with the bullet shooting. Prior to pre-production, Keanu Reeves suffered a two-level fusion of a cervical spine, oh, which had, had to begin to cause paralysis uh, uh, in his legs, requiring him to have neck surgery. So he was recovering during pre-production, wow. but insisted on training. So like, even though... He does a lot of punching in his fight scenes. Like, sure, there are kicks. He doesn't kick much in this movie because at the time he was recovering from neck surgery. He but had that one super cool stance at the end of the movie, though, with his legs standing up. Oh, that was a about, badass. When Rick, he did I, that, I was about to talk about that scene. Holy shit! <laughs> when <laughs> so he sorry, when he when he did that, that was his first kick in the movie. And the way he like Keanu Reeves to this like even. Even back in like John Wick, Keanu Reeves is the the best at like movie move like just movement like the way he moves his body in those fight scenes like he's all time movie fighter and like he's so graceful that when he like holds his foot up in the air like above his like it's like at his chest like that's an amazing an amazing thing he did like everyone's this, tried that <laughs> is this the best western fight scene that doesn't involve like Jet Li or Jackie Chan. Oh man, the Matrix fight! Oh, I think so. Yeah, like, I think, I, I, I'm I talking think about like so. the subway one, like, like the, any of the, the fight, subway yeah. fight. Yeah. Well, the subway fight and just yeah, like 
this the fighting in this movie like comparatively westerns are usually pretty terrible at fight sequences mm-hmm. like that's something that's been very dominated by like chinese action movies and stuff like obviously jackie chan being like the mega star we all know about it yeah but like this is probably in my memory the best western style oh, fighting yeah. that didn't it involve is. that isn't a western movie that was made with jackie chan or jet Li. it's sort of I, a the only one that popped into my head when you brought up like fight fight scenes, I always think of the Born Identity of Matt like Matt Damon's fighting in that movie. I always thought I that haven't was pretty seen those most recently enough. Off to rewatch. Well, I mean, I'm sure we'll rewatch those yeah, yeah. at some point right here <laughs> on Fake Movie Experts. Uh, I think it, it is. You know, the idea of the fact, like, you know, the fate. One, well, you know, you have the fight scene, the subway scene with Agent Smith and Neo, but then you have like the training with Morpheus. Oh, the God, wire that's fight! So there. good. Well, and that was you. You mentioned like 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 Eastern Asian, like Asian like kung fu movies. Like there was so much like winking and nodding and like homage and respect to those. There movies was in this like the wire fight in that scene is just straight up a just a just like a samurai movie fight, like a, or like a kung fu movie fight from the past. Like the, the like with with Neo and Morpheus fighting is like awesome, just because of the idea of the fact like when Neo like you know he's like hit me you know you can hit me do it and it's just like neo does like the jumping scissor kicks yep and i, I love the fact that the music <laughs> in the fight scenes are, are are not taking over the the sound effects of the punching and the uh-huh. of the the blocks the groan you gotta hear the silly whoosh that. whoosh 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 yeah, of him exactly. his feet i love it and the I score like for this movie fucking slaps for like a late 90s early thousands yeah. movie like the music is so paramount to like just the whole world building. It yeah. works so well. I'm yeah. Oh yeah. Like the silly, like just, well, it fits the, it fits the kind of motif of the movie. This like it's kinky leather music. <laughs> it's a lot of like this like club techno. So crouching tiger hidden dragon came out the next year. I think that only gained wow. so much like that was able to get a foothold in the States probably because people were looking for more action. Like they saw sense. in the matrix. Yeah. Yeah. Crashing Tiger was pretty impressive. <laughs> I, watched, I watched that when it came out. It's a out. great, I mean, the action sequences in that movie are intense. Yes. Like the, like running through the bamboo and shit. How cool. many people do you think were like, wow, look at this movie. They made it like the Matrix. It's like, no, exactly. motherfucker. Matrix, Matrix made was this. made like these movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, like, and we, we got to give a, well, before music topic goes away, we, we got to give a shout out to Rob Zombie. Move to the music. That song is always good. (laughs) Like they, the the sound, the score, the music is like perfect for every scene. Like when Neo, like the Rob Zombie uh, song, it's like at a you know a fucking like fetish, yeah, you know, uh, dark club bar. You know, it's just like it makes sense for the situation. It's not like you know, you know, Marvel. And now somewhat DC in the way or doing what Marvel's been doing. But, you know, they do all the high catchy songs to start the scene. Isn't it weird that Rob Zombie, as someone who has done such weird shit, has always apparently just been kind of a good guy as well? Oh, yeah. He, I've like, heard you've he's never a heard anything guy. bad about Rob Zombie, even though he's fucking bonkers. You Rob, know his next movie, right? He, he just kind of strikes me as a dumb guy. <laughs> Uh, I don't think someone could be dumb with everything he's done. Well, you can be a smart but dumb guy. <laughs> you know his next movie, right, Keith? Is it? I'm assuming it's. Is it, wait, no. Is what another is Hills it? Have Eyes movie? No, uh, he's doing the Monsters 
Like a hilarious. Oh, that'll be great from his point of view. He'll do that so well. So I can't imagine not, him not doing a, a gory gross out movie. He always does gory gross out movies. Well, he did I mean, Halloween one and two, and then yeah. two was terrible because of the fact that the the movie company was like, get the movie out in three months. And so it's like, <laughs> what? That's funny. Um one I, I was it maybe just me, but did all you guys do like the Mr. Smith accent crap after the movie came out, you know, Mr. You know, I know Rick the opened smell. the show with Mr. Anderson, yeah, you, you know, Hugo weaving, man, Hugo like, weaving. Everybody in this movie was fantastic and they played their role to what they needed it to be. Even the well, side he, characters. They do. They do a lot of agent Smith world building too, without doing much just because he's, mm-hmm. he's the, he's the only agent that like has emotions. So like, what are agents? Uh, agents are just like programs they, built yeah, into programs. the matrix by the AI to kind of like, I mean, essentially it sounds as though they were put into the system to try and track down uh, these hackers, freedom fighters, I guess is how they would be for stone. Like the freedom fighters trying to like free the human beings. Like they're there to try and track them down and bring an end to the freedom fighters. Yeah. The agents, they rep if they if the program had a name they'd be like the man, so like this, that's one of my I, like I'm I I can't figure out how to like put it in words very well because I'm not a, I, I'm not a smart man I'm just a fake movie expert, but like the politics in these movies is the best politics in any movie that we've watched yet. It's like, it's, you're, they just mow down cops left and right. They plant the idea in your head that like, like they, this authority this like normal life you're living is not a good way to be. And the agents represent like going back. The the agents represent going backwards. Dude, so, like, there's no way like a movie franchise like this would work nowadays. It would get <laughs> so like hated on both sides for everything that was in this original movie. Well, just I love how many just cops just get mowed down <laughs> in this movie. I don't know if you should really say that out loud. There might oh. be a knock at your door once we release this. <laughs> parody, satire, parody. There it is. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you know, it's that craziness. Like, you know, the, my joke is the agents are like the Apple care security, you know, like, you know, you yeah. won't get any viruses because they're here, but it, they're, but it's like crazy part for like agent Smith who we know his name, but we don't know the other two guy, you know, the other two, you know, backup agents, but it's just that crazy part that part that agent smith wants out of the matrix he wants to know what's more what's there what's beyond this Dude, that world scene where he's just like i hate being in here i hate the fucking smell of everything in here even if you can call it that like that whole scene <laughs> we could it, already see yeah. the breaking down of this program that and like it, becomes such a big part of the overall franchise he, he, made, it, he, he made it so you could smell <laughs> Sorry, yeah. like, like, like I could smell like Morpheus's head while he's rubbing his hands on the sled. Right, and, like pick, putting his fingers up his nose. Like you yeah. smell it. Yeah, <laughs> it's that crazy thing that you can note. You notice with Agent Smith how different he is because of the fact that in every big dialogue situation, if he's talking with Morpheus or he's talking with uh, Neo, and when he's still and Mr. Anderson, he takes his earpiece out and he takes his yep. glasses that's off to huge, show emotion. Huge. To show uh-huh. emotion that he's like. You know, I want to know what you're doing. I want to know what's out there. I want, you know, basically yeah. he wants to feel human. 
<laughs> he hates. No, humans. see, I wouldn't say he wants to feel. <laughs> but he human hates being he, human because he hates. He wants to be like. He wants to go back to just being a program. Like he wants yeah. out yeah. of the human world. He like doesn't he, want humans there. <laughs> he hates humans. He hates yeah. everything they are. He wants the perfection that is a program, without realizing that because of that want and need, he is no longer a perfect program. <laughs> Uh, I saw in an article, uh, I was trying if I can find it, but Hugo Reaving broke his hand in the last fight sequence nice. in the subway because they said, hey, the scene of him punching the pillar and like it breaking, they said punch here and he was slightly off. Oh, no. And he broke his hand because he was he punched the real cement. I think cool. that's part <laughs> of the whole thing with Agent Smith is that to a certain degree, he is becoming what he hates, and that, like, in itself fills his rage. Like, he's... And it's why he hates Neo so much. Neo is, like, the embodiment of, like, human resistance. And human resistance is what is preventing Agent Smith from getting out of the world that he hates so much. Mm -hmm. Which is why he has just such a deep hatred towards Neo. Oh man, yeah. There were there were, there were so many cool things you know about this movie, fucking perfect, right? Like one thing I like, and just me noticing it this time around because I was trying to be more of a detail watch look and all that. It's just like the reflections in people's sunglasses. You can see, you know, like when you meet Morpheus for the first time, and he turns Which, around, the yeah. lightning bolt flash, you know, and then all of a sudden it's like he's sitting down talking to Neo, and then you just see Neo's reflection in the eyes. It's definitely one of those movies where, like, I, if you wanted to and just fine tooth combed scene by scene, you could probably find something in almost every scene because of how, like, meticulous the sisters were. Yeah. And what yep. they were doing and what they were uh, trying to accomplish. Like, there is not a single moment or scene in this movie that is not trying to accomplish something to the overall goal of the world or the story. Yeah. I think that this this movie i can't imagine like the scores of like future philosophy majors watch this movie at our age like this this movie there's a there's a lot of like i i i I, it's funny because i literally took philosophy 101 i was about to say there's a lot of like philosophy 101 in this in this movie it's like like with the idea of self and like what who you are versus who you want to be kind of thing and like the ego and all that stuff well Um, and that of course draws so much to the sisters who i mean we haven't touched on this yet to this point but weren't the sisters yet they were still Mm -hmm. their brothers yeah i can't remember how to say their last name again wachowskis the wachowski brothers like there's so much in there of their own inner conflict of not understanding who they are yet or maybe like still working through who they are at this point i mean this is late 90s early thousands you're not even allowed to be legally married as gay yet. So mm-hmm. like there's so much in our world now in 2022 that we take for granted that I even think about. Um, I watched Tick, Tick, Boom recently, which is about the guy who created Rent. And to think about in 1990, like how you had politicians standing up in the Senate and decrying the like, mm-hmm. major like, morality clause of like how gross being like even just being gay was 
and like it's so intense to watch people put who they are into something that they are not even completely sure yet about and it's just ah the matrix is just such a thing of beauty when it when you think about the depth that the two those two were going through while making this and what they would go through for the rest of their lives now i mean yeah neo literally says my name is neo when like he corrects like he he gets dead named like before that term was like really out there much yeah i mean i don't know i'm whatever i'm a cisgendered male millennial we are all cis white gendered males (laughs) we are very much we're not terribly qualified (laughs) we're not terribly qualified to talk on it but he gets dead named and then it says no my name is neo and then kicks his shit out of him like that's pretty big symbol right there because me and keith we were talking about it when we were talking watching uh matrix revolutions about how there are the the theories about the transgender themes throughout all the whole movie Mm -hmm. from from every every movie has a meaning for them for to express themselves and whether Um, they knew it yet or not at that point like it's just their inner self shining through if not or just beautifully putting in what they were working through themselves if they did understand at that point and even if you like zoom the camera out and look at it from like 10,000 feet up, like I think this movie should be required viewing for every like 14 year old person because mm-hmm. it's it, it's like the, the lessons in this movie are that like, hey, maybe like the authority isn't necessarily that good of a thing or maybe this like what's perceived as right and normal like isn't good or healthy. So like it's like just to like to simply to question what's around you. Yeah, like, I think, like don't accept the world at first glance. Yeah. Like so with some people they say the red pill it has been compared to like a red estrogen pill morpheus description of the matrix is giving you the sense oh. that something is fundamentally wrong like a splinter in your mind huh um in the original script so in the original script switch the lady in all white oh yeah she was going to yes. be she was going to be a lady in the matrix but in the real world she's a man Oh, that would have been cool. I bet the I bet it the was... production company said no to that. Yeah, I wonder if Warner Brothers had something to do with that. Because <laughs> that would have been super cool. Like that would have yeah. been such a deep dive into inner self and shit. Yeah. Fuck, mm-hmm. that's cool. But then that's well, what I they want wanted. Them, I want them to reshoot it now and do that. Yeah. Oh, well, fuck, that's such cool theming. Well, and even they they kind of do it with the way that it, it's a it's a much less heavy way to look at it, but like these are computer nerds like in the matrix. So like, of course they'd think that wearing goofy ass leather, like trench coats looks cool. Right. She's the one who was all like, they still made her stand out. What's probably for the point for people like us, when we're talking about the movie later yeah. to talk about why she was standing out in the all white comparative to everyone mm-hmm. else. Fuck. That is such cool theming and such a cool view of inner self. Yeah. That's the I'm idea they wanted, yeah. Much and, more upset at Warner Brothers for probably not allowing that now. And Joe, I, I, I don't know if your segue was on purpose there or not, but uh, it, I can it talk was. About, I can <laughs> thank you. It was a <laughs> yeah. spectacular segue. Thank you. So I, I'm, I'm a wacko. I like to, I like to look at the dregs of the internet. Look at all the terrible people out there. So like a popular theme, like among alt right incels, like just people who like, they're just violently misogynist hate women but they refer to being red pilled like if you like to be red pilled is like you've been revealed the truth that like women are your enemy 
and you are to avoid them at all costs. Oh, Jesus. So like to be, which is funny that the right has like adopted the red pill as a theme because the blue pill, if you look at the text, like in the movie, it literally means to like go back to what it was to like be comfortable. And anyways, to like, to to go back to the white picket fence to (laughs) having the housewife bullshit. (laughs) To point out, to point out hypocrisy is what these wackos is kind of, it's useless, but um, like, so there's a whole list of different ways to be pilled, which all came from this movie. So I think I'm I'm kind of happy that Matrix Resurrections is out now, so that like we get to reclaim the pill metaphor because it's really also gross- <laughs> hilarious for these people to try and use all that terminology for movies that were made by transgendered women, like <laughs> something that you despise so much and yet have made so much a part of your ethos. You fucking crazy ass whack jobs. Well, it was a they. I spent a lot of time looking at these memes that these people are gross, but uh, they've, they've like did the same thing with Tyler Durden and fight club. And mm-hmm. that movie is a very, like also anti-authoritarian, like leftist kind of movie, I would argue. Yeah. Completely missing the point of Tyler Durden. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah, but, like, I mean, to be fair, these are the same fucking whack jobs who watch Rick and Morty and think that Rick is a good person. <laughs> yeah. That, that Rick's the good guy. But anyways, I found a nifty list. On the it's a it's funny where I found it the Anti Defamation League <laughs> on, on their website they have an article talking about since this new movie's c- coming out they went through like a list of the different versions of pills you can become and like I, I went down a rabbit hole learning about these different pills so there's red pill which is like for incel people who oh god the the incel red pill can be explained by the eighty twenty rule which says that eighty percent of women desire just twenty percent of men and this means that the vast majority of men will never be desirable and consequentially will never find sexual fulfillment and happiness so that's red pill the black pill is even it's like a darker version it's sort of nihilism that like we can never we we must uh like get rid of these women they're horrible Keith, oh, I'm worried about parts of the internet you're going to. There's one called the rape pill, which is pretty gross. It's kind of nasty. I'm not going to go too far into that one. <laughs> but it's that like, it's the rape pill to be rape pilled. It means that like, as men, they are stronger and must take what's rightfully theirs. D- disgusting and violent and horrible. Yeah, I, I have a, uh, here, have, <laughs> I'll, I'll, yeah, we'll come back to this for here. Um, I need, yeah, I need some not. I need to take a so mental here, shower. Here, here's some more uh, breakdowns of the idea of what we're discussing here. <laughs> Nothing bad. What is but, wrong with my topic here? <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, but they interviewed um, one of the sisters, and this is the idea about the fact of the the themes of the transgender themes here. That the splinter in the in Neo's mind. That in many trans folks is a lot like their experience being socialized as a gender that doesn't align with the true gender identity. Um, upon waking up, Neo being his transition from one identity, Thomas A. Anderson, a name given to him by the machines, to the one he sculpts for himself, Neo. Uh, Neo rejecting an old woman's name, uh, i.e. his dead name for a new one, is uh, there's a thread about that. Um Agent Smith only refers to him as the dead name with the persistent emphasis on Mr. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Yeah, um, I mean, and that kind of ties back all to the introduction to Neo of being like, you're living your whole life searching for an answer because you don't feel comfortable in who you are. Like, that's yeah. whole Neo. That's all of Neo's being and what, like, the movie starts off with. Yep. And then, like, and even in, even in the very first scene, you see the first two words are call trans opt 
for third. So up. <laughs> so call trans. Um, but uh, in the real galaxy brain moment, the trans theme of the Matrix aren't only in the plot, but it can give them a look at the way film's groundbreaking effects and visual thing. Look at the bullet time scene, a technique to split time. Uh, bullet time gives the association of two temporaries at once an effect uh, resonant with the experience of gender transition and multiple embodiments across the board. So bending to one side because the bullet's going one way, the other going so. There are a ton of that type of themes in this movie that, you know, people don't talk about, don't know about, but it's that craziness that, you know, it's a topic now that they're not afraid to talk about. And, you know, the sisters are really happy that fans are actually like, you know, follow this. Dude, if anything, it makes the movie, I mean, I guess to me, it makes the movie even cooler. Like, especially for themes in the late nineties, which like, let's be honest, would have been untouchable to actually talk about out loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, like, and, uh, to, to put a bow on my depressing pill list. I was no, going I'm through back. I'm no, back to the pill. No, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Wrap, wrapping it up here is the, I forget which Wachowski it was, but uh, whatever. One of them, I guess Ivanka Trump got like retweeted by some alt-right dude that was pretty prominent and they were like hey you're really like passing out those red pills huh trump and so they were like they were like happy about they used use that metaphor on twitter and then wachowski whichever one of them she got on and just said like fuck you and i was like <laughs> it was like the only like just like two words for the for the tweet response it was very funny solid yeah yeah that's uh... a <laughs> that's funny we were talking about being a uh, as cisgendered white millennials we did end up going into the trans politics so uh i hope we did okay (laughs) yeah i hope we do it i mean obviously like you said we are white cisgendered males so we only know it from so from such a small viewpoint of yeah not even having some glimmer of understanding of what Mm -hmm. people in that situation are going through yeah it is Uh, it's important to note with this movie though because it is a pretty prominent at the very least the only thing I hope people take away is support. Like people should get to be who they are and no one should get a say to that because you are who you are. So be who you Ex- are. Exactly. And, who and I be, am, the one. be the one. Be the one. one. I want to taste that white goop that they ate. That tasted like, I love uh, that scene. Like, that like, scene with mouse being like, how do we know this? What it tastes like? Tastes How like do the machines know? What is, that? is that why something that why wheat. chicken tastes like everything? Homemade wheat. I forget. Like what honey was wheat or something like. It was homemade something. Yeah. It was like I think like a porridge thing. Like a, yeah. yeah, like add water, make porridge type it's, thing. Yeah. It was something wheat. Oh, something something else we haven't touched on is I I forgot watching it again. This movie kind of veers into like body horror stuff a little more than I remembered. Like the scene of him waking up in the tank and all the tubes in him. It's just oh, like yeah. the images, these big scale, like terrible images. And he, I always, I always get squeamish with scenes with people pulling tubes out of their throat. I like, oh yeah, like, I, I, I like can't look at it. So the, the scenes of like the tubes popping out of his arm, and then he pulls the thing out of his mouth, and then his already oh, wakes up and pulls the needle out of one of his gauges. Yep, Ugh. and that needle was fucking like six inches long. I was even uncomfortable when he like woke up in the real world and puked. I thought that was that kind of made I me squeamish. Yeah. Yeah, the, like, oh god um 
<laughs> so for that scene of when Neo wakes up in the pod connected to the Matrix, the pod was constructed to look dirty, used, and sinister. During the testing of breathing mechanisms in the pod, the test suffered uh, hyperthermia, and <laughs> the tester yes. did in under eight minutes. So the pod had to uh, be heated. Cool. Makes sense. Yeah, they just fill it up with a garden hose or something. Right. Yeah. Here's the water. Saying how good that scene looked too. Like mm-hmm. you look at uh, some scenes that get made now, and it's just like, well, this looks like garbage. Like that scene looked beautiful and perfect. Like nothing about it drew me out. I didn't like watch and be like, well, that looks super fucking shitty yeah. and fake. Keanu no. dropped 15 pounds and shaved himself head to toe to make cool. himself look more oh. uh oh, okay, Keanu. Who's shaving the bodies in those tubes, by the way? Or is like the goop. Does the goop they're in just like prevent you from growing hair? I there's assume a little, the goop. There's a little cute robot that climbs into the goop with little razors. <laughs> does it like does it like the barber thing where they sharpen it? So how many like people do you think die a year because that like machine slips and slits a throat? I mean, they're willing to accept a 0.01 percent error rate. Uh, uh, the one, baby scenes was super squeamish for me though like that was just right? so gross the cgi baby oh yeah with the two even had the, two the backstory yeah. yeah like all the all the scenes were awesome in the way of like the storytelling the scene of ne- uh, morpheus breaking down what the matrix is to neo in the bright white room and just the tv screen yeah and it's like this is what you think we're living in this is the real world I would probably even go so far as to argue that Matrix combined with um, Toonami. Um, no, not Toonami. What was it called? What was that two-hour block where we it was get Toonami. off school? Was it Toonami? Yeah, because they do like the Dragon Ball Z so and all that. Yeah, the reason why so people in our age group like anime. Yes. Oh, yeah, the Matrix oh, yeah. did a big part with that Animatrix of introducing people to anime as well as, a cor- of course, Toonami introducing us to sailor moon dragon ball z uh fuck what were some of the other ones on that block i mean like a gundam yeah gundam 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 wing it was gundam wing was the one that they went with first like that was the big introduction like that's why so many people in our age group and i still don't understand why this term is not offensive and gets to be used all the time are weebs in our age range be, is because of like Matrix and Toonami and yet some reason like appropriating Japanese culture is fine while everyone else yeah. freaks out appropriating any other culture that's the a whole different yes. argument well that's in, in, in Cloud Atlas which has he's gotten trouble for it <laughs> for appropriating they, they do like they do like Asian face makeup on white people <laughs> oh it also had Ghost in the Shell that was a big yeah. part of Toonami because that made yeah. me think of what's her name playing the main character from Ghost in the Shell in the live action remake. Oh yeah, <laughs> yep, yep. That's funny. No, the, I was just thinking. Uh, what? Well, yeah, the Wachowskis. Just like the way they speak and the way they move. There's lots of like hero. There's lots of like anime landings when they like land on the ground. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the the yeah the way they interact and fight is very like anime and talk. It's like I, I like one of the things I like about the. Uh, it's like a small scene in this movie is the scene of them going to go see the Oracle for the first time. And it's like the music playing. And then it's like the, the pan shot of all of them getting jacked in the matrix. And then like, it comes around and it's them standing in front of the phone. Oh yeah. That scene was great. Yeah. Very... It's just that, like... 
they were also posed though it was yeah. kind of funny because of the but, pose but but it, it was i thought it was cool. awesome because the music worked them getting jacked into the uh uh into the matrix was awesome but it kind of like uh, again sticks to that point of like these computer nerds thinking they look cool when they jack in so they're all yeah, just standing I love it. there when they jack in it, a bunch so, of jacking so in you know Yep. Um, so, oh, something we haven't talked about the inside the wall scene yet, and uh, it's not my observation. It's a, a stolen observation. I've been t- in. I've been taking in lots of Matrix media podcasts and YouTube of and shit lately. Yeah. But like one of the observations I saw was that the Cipher his his betrayal is so deep that he's the only one that coughs. <laughs> like he, he's such a he's he's such a, like a, a betraying little asshole that everyone else gets dust on him too, but Cipher gets. The, he's the one that blows the cover yeah it's just like another level to his betrayal and it was just a really cool little touch one thing that did bother me is why did no one question why cypher didn't have his phone because there's this it, it's, ask, it, it's because of the, for the phone that, why does no one go hey cypher where's your phone because it's, none of them are because because none of them are looking at him as he reaches in his pocket and he's like he like scounges for it, but then Trinity instantly gives Morpheus the phone. So yeah. that's why no one questions it because Trinity, he's like, give me your phone. And then he reaches down for it and waits <laughs> oh, like shit, an extra <laughs> second longer. And then Trinity like already has her phone set up. So like, I get what you're saying, but if you watch it like slowly enough, it's just like, I need your phone. Uh, Reach it, reach into the wrong pocket. Then all of a sudden it's like, boom, here's mine. But it's like the one scene in the movie where it's like someone in that group should have been like, well, that's suspicious. Well, and then he said that dumb thing about the, there was a car wreck. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, but that was already when everything yeah. was too like tank was so like preoccupied with yeah. everything else. No, well, what we I think talked about is the insanity of the dude who played tank. Yeah, like, Tank was supposed to be like a main character through the entire movie, but that I guess we'll talk he, on it more when he's yeah, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I will say, uh, in a way, um, <laughs> I did actor. like I did like the actors that played Tank and Dozer. Yeah, the, the I mean, brothers are from Zion. Yeah, and they're supposed to be great because they're supposed to be a big part of the next two movies. Right. <laughs> uh, I, I I like the I. Uh, I think back to the scene of them freaking about Cypher's not having his phone. I think it's because of the fact that Neo saw Deja Vu. So they're like something, because when in the Matrix, if you Deja Vu happens, somebody f- changed the, the scenery in the scene. So they're That's freaking like- out because of the fact that Neo saw Deja Vu and they don't know what's changed, but they know something's up. And then, you know, the, the hotel that they're at, um, you know, got bricked in. Oh yeah, it was so just cool. so great. Such just that... little touch, little touch. <laughs> Keith, did you know the first, like the first? God, what am I? The first act of the movie is perfect, and I think the third act of the movie is perfect. My only qualms is some stuff in the middle, but like, fuck, this movie is great. The floor, did... like the gas pedal is like to the floor the entire time. <laughs> like what story? And, and there's did only you like... got... oh, go ahead, Keith. No, go ahead. Said, I can and, keep mine. Oh my god! And there's oh, hold, wait, what? Hold on, wait, what? what? Yeah, what? Keith, what? <laughs> go ahead. No, but uh, the only uh, the only like kind of slow down exposition dump is when they're sitting on the chairs, and he's going through the slideshow of what the real world looks like and how we scorch the skies. Yeah, that was like, I guess that and the Oracle this time, like the movie's like breathes for a second. And I, I love those two scenes. I think those two. I think those two sequences are great. Oh yeah, no, those are I wasn't putting them down. I was like, did did you guys know that the movie ends 
where it began. Ah, that's cool. <laughs> the room that Neo is going to get to at the end is the room that Trinity was in in the very beginning of the movie. Uh, oh. Nice. Oh, I don't think so, I ever realized that. I didn't realize that until realize just it. watching it, and then everybody, and then in, in the research that the first first scene has ends with the last in the same That's room. Pretty cool, actually. Again, showing like how like attention to detail the sisters had with their story. Yeah. Um. What else? Yeah. This this crazy. Yeah. Um. What else? Hmm. Uh, Stop that. Did you notice the maybe it was like the mix of the visual mix on or something? But like, the, since with, with, with the way the, the green everything was green, like Neo's lips always looked really red. Like just the yeah. color, the colors in it. I thought that was interesting, especially in the in the shots with the Oracle. Uh huh. Because whole 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 room was green. Oh yeah, the the wall and the, the, the wall, the tile. Yeah. Have a, a cookie, you know. Well, and it's the. Uh, also, not my observation, but uh, the green is supposed to like represent like sickly. It's like the world is like the world is sick. The matrix is getting old, so like uh, the, the code is starting to show. So it's like, uh, it's right. Yeah, it's the fact that in all scenes take place within the matrix have a green tint as watching them through a computer monitor. Scenes in the real world will have a blue tint. Blue was all used as a minimum with within the matrix. Since the directors th- thought blue was more of a real-world color, despite ironically blue being often the least occurring color in nature, yeah, that's why in the fight scenes with, between Morpheus and Neo, neither is neither in the uh, real world or the Matrix, and is tinted yellow. Interesting. And then I guess I didn't. I'll have to pay more attention next time I watch it. But I guess they like never. They don't show the sky very much when they're in the Matrix. They don't. No, they don't. So like when, but when they do, it's just kind of gray. Just this, yep. like, it's just nothing. It looks fake. Yeah, and it's like one of those things we've discussed before, like earlier, about how it's that craziness of the fact, like the idea of this movie being the fact that humans are just batteries to machines, and oh, like yeah. in a small way, it's like Terminator. That the fact that you have Morpheus who's trying to run a rebellion, you know, group against machines, <laughs> and you know, you have to find the one john connor well yeah that's the, the the beauty that's the same it's using the same i'll have to i'll have to pull it up next time i'll be more prepared but there's like the, the idea of the hero's journey like this is yeah. a very like the matrix one especially is like a very english class like it's it's the odyssey it's the simple it's it's a very simple hero's journey where neo like has to has to like take a leap into the unknown and then make a sacrifice then is mm-hmm. like dies and is resurrected and like it's all it's all very uh it's all very it, it, it's a bunch of Eng- english major shit i'm not an english major but there's, yeah. a, bunch of Eng- there's a bunch of english major sh- cool shit in this movie a lot it's of a, jesus a lot of jesus oh yeah and it's a really I, that's why that's why the matrix one is because the matrix one is like the complete hero's journey so like matrix mm-hmm. one is this like beautiful short perfect it's like a, it's a timeless story like this movie's going to be good in 100 years like just um, like because of the story structure with this movie coming out in 99 do you guys want to take a guess how many times bullet time was used in other movies in since oh, uh, the funny. middle in the middle of 2002 so in three years how many time, how many movies did bullet time probably um, upwards of 50 because mostly like, uh mostly Angelina Jolie. <laughs> 
It was spoofed in over 20 different movies. Wow. In three so years. popular, every hack director then has to do it. Mm-hmm. Did, did either of you two ever play Max Payne? The, the, the Max no, Payne? but we, we didn't watch the movie. fucking podcast and it was oh. trash. They didn't even really do bullet time in that movie, which was yeah. bizarre. They did it yeah, once. That's like, they the, did that's it like once the main in the movie at the end. <laughs> they did oh, it man. Once. There's, there's, there's so much Matrix content. We'll have to share it, but I... We'll have to save it for the next couple pods, but like okay. I, I was a big Enter the Matrix guy. I loved Enter, Enter the Matrix. I fucking no! Even though the game was broken as fuck, yeah, like it was <laughs> such a good like. I'm really hoping, and we'll talk about it when we get to the new movie in three weeks. But I'm really hoping this revitalizes the Matrix like lore. Oh, as an IP, yeah. <laughs> God, a Matrix game could be so good with current gen consoles. Mm-hmm. Like, I want something beautiful. Like, imagine Cyberpunk, but not shitty in The Matrix. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Rick, did you do the... You and I are proud holders of next-gen systems. Did you do the Unreal 5 Matrix demo? It's sitting there for me to do, but Uh, I've not done it yet. I've heard it's gorgeous. If you're worried about a time sink, it it takes like 10 minutes. Like, if you're worried about it taking too long. But, yeah, it's cool. Uh, one other thing about like when we're, we're talking about like your the perception of yourself, if you look at Mister when Keanu Reeves is Mister Anderson, all his clothes are baggy, loose, and you know super large than he would be. But when he's Neo, they're all tight fitted because <laughs> he's a big old dork. <laughs> to be confined, yeah, feel more confined in everyday life. It's that weird oh, yeah, kind of cool. it's that weird kind of thing again. I'm just like, yeah, if you look at it, everything, it's just like. Yeah, you know. Uh, but yeah, this movie is crazy. You know, the one last, the final fight scene with him and uh, the subway scene is chaos, chaotic. You know, and I love like I love the fact we have a fight scene for like four minutes, and then Neo's like, "I gotta get the hell out of here," and it's just like a big comes another cat and mouse chase scene. I'm like, "Tank, you know, where the hell do I go?" It was but, that whole. I love that bit of them jumping at each other and just shooting the guns off near each other yeah to the landing and going you're out of bullets you're out of bullets like it was just oh it was so gorgeous <laughs> when Mr. i was like, anderson <laughs> when i was younger i used to just watch that scene a lot i'd fast forward to the part where they where they get the guns and the made in the the loading program because that's like when that that once the like from that until the helicopter crashing it's like that whole sequence is just just I used to love it when I was young. Well, I still love it, but I still. I almost like... wish they used that between room more because it is such like a cool thing. Yeah, it is cool. Uh, in a deleted scene, there was a scene of Cipher telling Neo that Morpheus identified several other candidates as the one, but all who died fighting the uh, agents. Well, like we know that there's other candidates for the one, right? Because they're all yeah. the kids and stuff in that yeah, room. They're and the they Oracle. Visit the yeah, they're at the Oracle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the idea was going to be for. Uh, you know him like yeah you're not the only one yeah to drive home the point like hey this has happened a bunch and a bunch of people have died by the way that'll be a big part of the matrix going forward that this has happened a lot well and Uh, it's yeah what's good i've I've heard one number thrown out that this is 600 supposed to be like 600 years after the war like with that the robots won so they've been well what do they uh, establish? I mean, we'll know when we watch. Well, yeah. when you and I watch Animatrix between mm-hmm. these next two, 
because they established that the time frame in this is somewhere in 2199. They're not exactly sure because obviously, like, they've lost that ability to yeah. double check that. But do they say in Animatrix when the war started? I mean, so yeah, sort of. But they because of like the idea of the predecessors and how many times they've gone through this, like. Morpheus has no idea what the fuck he's talking about because the, the one is just like a construct of the machine world kind of to like bring it's like a balancing thing to like recycle yeah, and big... bring a, to bring on the next round so like they don't know what their history is so Morpheus doesn't know what like, that means <laughs> oh, wait Keith you're telling me that religious doctrine sometimes is just made up hokey <laughs> but then uh it, it, if you just take away the pure essence and vibes from it, it can have good outcomes. <laughs> that uh, an individual can be good on religion, but that the overall core of it's usually pretty bad. Uh, I'm sorry, also, was that me bleeding through into the podcast a little bit too much? You, you, you are. Uh, That's okay. I'm, fat. I was talking about the cops earlier. So there it is. Uh, <laughs> uh, Chow one, Chow Yun Fat was uh was thought of for Morpheus. So there's like, you know, back to the Crouching Tiger part of like. That would have been actually kind of cool. I would have liked that connection. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Russell Crowe turned it down because he didn't understand the meaning of the movie. Tasty <laughs> that Wheat. sounds about right. Well, Tasty Wheat, the... by the way, guys. Tasty oh, Wheat was at the I imagine the, the Wachowskis are kind of young at this point and they're just kind of like out there wacky artists and they just have this, they have this weird idea and this weird script. Imagine like I'd be like, how are, how are you going to film this? What does this mean? So I, I can see people turning it down. I mean, yeah, you had no idea who these two were when yeah. this was starting. Uh -huh. And then they just fucking became superstars because yeah. of how well this movie does. <laughs> but like throughout the whole movie, it's just Neo questioning if he's truly the one. And like we get to the point where he starts more believing in him as the, the fact, uh, or everybody else does too, the, the helicopter scene of them trying to rescue Morpheus from the agents. And, you know, the helicopter shot down and, you know, he has to you know like swing the helicopter himself neo never <laughs> really believes he's the one though neo just has a deep belief in himself and the people around him well like, that's why the oracle's so good because <laughs> that's a he just I, I just told you what you needed to hear that's like well the, the oracle that's all the oracle does because through every film including the newest one he still doesn't believe he's the one like, <laughs> He's like, dude, that's just a made-up thing. We're just people trying to fight, and I just have some extra power. I'm not the uh -huh. one. <laughs> but we have that, you know. Um, but you know, the, the it's like that. The slow mo cool is cool in this movie too. Like, of you know, Morpheus is bound to a chair, going to be, uh, you know, trying to get drugged up to uh, give the codes to Zion for the you know machines to take over. How does he not get shot when when uh, Neo is shooting like a rattling gun into the because one? he's the one and he like there it is. <laughs> I mean, he was very directly like going all around him, and then but like, he, uh -huh. he hits like no one though. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't hit any of the other. Well, that's I think, the agents, no, he that's hits Agent Smith. He no, he rails yeah. Agent Smith. Yeah. Well, well, he one. kills two. He gets two of the agents. I think there's the one standing in the back he gets one gets oh, yeah. through the door and then he rails agent Smith up. Yeah. This movie, it, there's a lot of death and carnage. I can see why it's like, maybe not technically very hard R rating, but like it's 
There's a lot of corpses and violence in this the movie. Body. To be fair, no more than I've seen in plenty of PG-13 movies. Oh, yeah. Well, how many people die in Avengers 2? <laughs> I the mean, body how many count... people die in every Star Wars movie? Exactly. All, Planet Sue. All, all, all the innocent contractors in the in the Death Star that... The body count's 39. Yeah, the body count's only 39 in this. All the stormtroopers were just trying to escape their shitty lives on planets, and their only way was to enlist. Like, yeah, they're just trying to eke out a middle class living. Like, how else are you gonna do that other than by joining the Empire? It's like a solid retirement. (laughs) I don't think we could ever do Star Wars. We're just gonna meme the whole time. (laughs) We should never do Star Wars. Maybe we will down the line. Maybe there will. We're just gonna um, meme, and then we're gonna get mad and yell at each other about some stuff. We should, or, it's gonna if, ruin friendships. If we ever do Star Wars, we'll have to make it a trilogy, but invent like pick nine, pick three movies out of all the whatever twelve of them or whatever the fuck. First of all, there's <laughs> nine, unless we're gonna include uh, Solo and Rogue and, One. And Chris I got, I got, so. I wish I have an idea for that. So we'll watch all of <laughs> them at once. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, I'm sad they delayed um, Rogue Squadron. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, this movie has a it's fantastic. Keith, do you have any uh, reviews from the grave, or is he alive at this? No, he would be alive at that point. I know, he would be. I do. Ah, look at me, all prepared. I got it right here. For once, only after we yelled at you last year. Yeah, I, th- I felt. I'm still thinking about it. <laughs> That was like the last I thing know. I thought about before I closed I know my you eyes did. last night. Uh, yeah. <laughs> new but, new year, new me for Keith, right? Get everything right the first time. But a very alive and very happy Roger Ebert on March 31st, 1999, gave it three out of four stars. The Matrix is a visually dazzling cyber adventure full of kinetic excitement, but it retreats to formula just when it gets interesting. It's kind of a letdown when a movie begins by redefining the nature of reality and ends with a shootout. We want a leap of imagination, not one of those obligatory climaxes of automatic weapons fire. I think... I disagree wholeheartedly, but I understand where he's coming from. It's funny because I think that's his, like, shock of just watching it, being, like, a movie critic, watching it over, like, watching movies over and over again. But I think if you, like, revisit this movie 20 years later, like we're doing, like, that shootout is just perfect. <laughs> it's... A, I mean, like it is t- like a standard for action films at this point for the con- the, for the current action film. There was a part in the in the in the shootout with you know like uh, at the very end, and they do the, like the wide shot of uh, like then like a piece of like a you yep. know a pillar yep. falls. That wasn't supposed to happen. That just happened, and they're That's like so we're perfect. keeping it. We're just keeping it. I mean, well, it was, I think you yeah. could argue there's been three. Like, I think three of the best pure action film scenes are from like the last 25 years would be this one the john wick scene in the uh like sauna where he's like just popping people the whole time yeah and going up the um, going up the 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 building yeah yeah and then oh god it's escaping me the other one shit john wick uses cg blood though it's perfect the cg blood there it is uses real blood and then one of yeah, the real people in, uh, real blood Taken, actually shoot people. And I can't remember which one it is, but there's a scene in Taken that I think is like a perfect action sequence. Oh, nice. Because the first Taken movie is just so divine. Oh, yeah. Taken one's <laughs> fun. Isn't there one? There, there's the, 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 the like multi cut criticism that came from one of the Taken sequels where it shows like Liam Neeson jumping over a fence. 
but it, oh, it's that's like, taken three, and it's like it's shot. Like, and it's like it's like thirty-five different uh, shots. Yeah, yeah. It's just him struggling. Look, you to get try over. jumping a fence when you're that old. Exactly. That's true. <laughs> so the budget for this movie, I want to take a guess. God, I would probably say the sixty million dollar range for okay. ninety-nine, which would be a lot. Let me go ninety-two million dollars. Uh, Rick's close. It was sixty-three million. Because nice. Keith, you were doing like if this movie was made now, it would be in the ninety hundred million dollars. Oh, yeah. yeah. But this is ninety nine. The, but there is a rumor going. There is a rumor that the studio had little faith in the project, and Owen gave the Wachowskis ten million. <laughs> um, but then allegedly the director spent the entire amount on the opening scene alone, which oh, Jesus. Uh, Impressed the studio significantly them to greenlight the rest of the budget. The story was later discredited. However, that there was a hint of truth when the studio executives were unhappy with how the production moved along and threatened to intervene during filming. So they filmed this movie in Australia because of the lower costs, and that's why if they filmed it in America, they would have made like a hundred. The budget would have been like a hundred million. Joe, do you have the thing? As, as our uh, local lore master, do you have the thing about the Wachowskis doing the Stanley Kubrick thing where they do like 90 takes and that's like how long it takes to get a good take? Oh, they're like those multiple no. shot people till they love something? Yeah, you know, or like whether or not they get good takes, they'll just keep going until they hit 90. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like they just, oh, that's annoying. That'd be so annoying, doesn't it? Yeah, actor. that's why like, you, yeah, so like Matrix, like by the end of Matrix Revolutions, everyone's just miserable and like hating life. I don't know, I'll have to like look up that info somewhere, but I've I've, with with my matrix media intake i've heard that story <laughs> um no i haven't but, looked at seen that or right? anything so they the sisters a little up their own ass by the third movie too because yes. like of how much popularity they gained because Makes yes, sense. <laughs> and we're, we're, that would be in the future pod but yeah they got a little uh, ego headed because of the fact that you know, Matrix exploded in that time frame <laughs> because they made like one of the top five action movies ever made. And yeah, <laughs> and so. we'll point to it, but like they talked about how much it costs to do the freeway scene in the next one as like a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, by the way, a- uh, the other agents' name were Agent Brown and Agent Jones. Oh, no cool. one cares about them. Yeah. So let's go to the gross of this movie. Domestically, this movie got $171 million. Nice. That, I don't know why I would have thought it'd been more. It was R-rated, I think. Yeah, R-rated. I guess this is also another one of those which like lived on because of DVD. Word of mouth. Word too. of mouth. Yeah. Well, and they, they're. I I was too young, I think, to fully realize it. But like the whole, I guess there was a whole like, what is the Matrix ad campaign? Yep. That, oh yeah, that ad, campaign yeah. was like massive. It's like one of yeah. the biggest ad campaign like success yeah. stories ever because they didn't give away a lot. Apparently, yeah. it was just literally, what is the Matrix? They like showed some bullet time. And like that was it. Yeah. Like they, it was very like. It was teasers. <laughs> yeah. Which why don't more movies do that instead of trying to give me the entire goddamn movie in your trailer? I miss teasers. Like, I'm not terribly excited for it, but the new Batman first trailer was so good. They just like didn't show anything. Yeah. Now they've given a lot away. Yeah. Uh, which I've not. I don't know. So I'm good on that end. You should at least watch um, the teaser. <laughs> no, I've seen the teaser. That's all okay. I've seen. Well, yeah. There you go. That's all. You yeah. Need. That's all I need. You're good. Uh, internationally, this movie got two hundred ninety-two million. So worldwide, it got four hundred sixty-three million dollars and change. Was this movie? I mean, I don't know if it actually shows you the breakdown. Was this a big China movie? Is this too big um, in China? Yes, because um, China just... loves them some action films. <laughs> yeah, give me like 
two seconds thinking about that website because it breaks down the root by region. Because like the reason we keep getting shitty Transformer reboots over and over again is because <laughs> yeah. China just fucking eats that shit up. <laughs> so the theater's like, okay, if we're gonna make a fucking half a billion dollars on Transformers, we'll keep making it. Um, I can't wait to break that down though. That's gonna be such a shitty franchise to have to break down. I keep that one. I keep thinking about Transformers. <laughs> Although uh, those are, those are not tight nineties. After the first three movies. Those movies are like three goddamn hours long also. According to... There's like Robot King Arthur or something. No, oh, that one's tight though. <laughs> God. <laughs> um, according, according to this uh, website, um, the most it got out of internationally is 10 million from Australia. <laughs> wow, so it just did really well like everywhere. Yeah, um, they're like cool. Germany got almost almost a million. Czech Republic, almost six hundred thousand. You know, a lot of thousand. You know, higher up that. You know, hundred thousands. Um. So, let's go to the box office. Let's oh, I'm Keith. excited. By the way, I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I've always I'm, I'm excited to see hear this box office. I've often argued. I don't know who with. Maybe just to myself. The 1999 is the best movie year. <laughs> Because it's got like Fight Club and Three Kings. Like I'm, I'm excited to see this list. All right, so let's go to the box office here. Um, coming in at number ten in its second week with two point five million, the Mod Squad. Mod Squad. BC. <laughs> I like Mod Squad. That's a good movie. Uh, number nine in its twenty fourth week, uh, with two point six million. It's called Life Is Beautiful. It's um. Oscar movie. That's that one guy. Yeah, yep. yeah. I saw. Oh, that. that one guy. It's fucking yeah. He's he 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 had a famous Oscar acceptance speech where he was like, "Oh my god, I'm so thankful." He is it like, the one that he jumped up up down and like? Yeah, he's like. The... Wait, this is that movie came out in '97. Interesting. Huh? Life is beautiful. It's like a war romance. Yeah. Oh, my wait, box... this, this must be a different one. This says it's an Italian comedy drama. No, so probably not the same about. movie. No, yeah. Uh, coming in number eight in its second week with three million. Doug's first movie. Oh, oh you know what? God. I bet it released in '97 in Italy, but didn't come to the states till '99. Roberto Benigni. Yeah. That's yeah, probably there, what it there is. is. Yeah. Doug's first movie. Nice. Coming in number seven <laughs> in its seventeenth uh, week with three point one million. Shakespeare in Love. Oh, nice. okay. I saw that. That was also an Oscar movie. Ben Affleck. You're goddamn Oscar bait. Ben Affleck and Gwyneth Paltrow. I, I remember I tried to watch that because I, I I thought Gwyneth Paltrow like, showed her boobs in it. <laughs> she does. <laughs> she does. For like two seconds. And it's a PG-13 movie. Uh, coming right. number- nah, whatever. No, it was, it was PG-13. Really? Interesting. Yeah. You can I show a little boob and get away with that. You can. Yeah. Sh- you can- oh, no, it's radar. Weird. Yeah, I, was I thought say, it was PG thirteen. You used to be able to. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say you can show a tight boob in a PG thirteen. <laughs> it's like Keith's tight ninety. Yep. Uh, this coming in number six in its second week with four point four mo- uh, four point four million. Ed TV. Oh, Matthew McConaughey loved it. <laughs> Sandra Bullock McConaughey. No, no, it's uh, no, it's uh, Ben Affleck. It's Sandra Bullock and Ben Affleck. Oh. They go in the yeah. 
I've never seen it, but I know of it. No, it's uh, McConaughey. Not, yeah, that's no, Matthew McConaughey. No, I'm, I'm clicking on it right now, and it's Dude, I'm ben telling Affleck. you, Ed TV is a 1999 American satirical comedy film. No, no, I, I'm on the next one. I'm on the next one. I said Forces of Nature's at five. Oh. Oh, okay. I know Ed TV. I saw it in theaters. Then why? I'm okay. I was on to the next movie, and I, you guys like, no, it's Ben Clearly Affleck. talking about Ed TV, but okay. I, yeah. I, I can picture the box to Ed to a Forces oh, of Nature. My. Yeah, it's Ben Affleck leaning back with Sandra Bullock trying yeah. to bone him. Uh-huh. Uh, coming in number four in its second week was 6.3 million. Analyze this. Uh, <laughs> nice. Nice. Damn, that was when that came out. Jesus. Yep. Coming in number three in its second week was 6.3 million. Oh, sorry, 8.2 million. I'm looking to uh, analyze this again. The Out of Towners is a movie with uh, Goldie Hawn and uh, Steve Martin. Then coming in at number two in its fifth week with 8.3 million, 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh, huge film. My mom loved that film. Movie rocks. I saw that for the first time like a year ago. <laughs> so, so that means coming in at number one in its first week with $37 million. The Matrix. Doug's second movie. <laughs> Doug's second movie. Yep, there it is. God, what a cast and 10 things I hate about you. Oh, yeah. So let's go to the ratings, shall we? IMDb gives The Matrix an 8.7 out of 10. Uh, Ron Tomato, all critics gave... Oh, top critics gave uh, The Matrix 76. Oof. Oh, this was back when like it, it was kind of it was it was cool when critics didn't like a movie. Yeah, <laughs> so, I would say that people still fucking do that bullshit, yeah. and that critics shouldn't be believed anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, all critics gave this an eighty-eight, and audience gave this an eighty-five. So before we glaze some stars, let's do some rankings, shall we? We're gonna be breaking down this movie via best action sequence, best fashion, best. Whoa, best villain and you know rewatchable movie. I, I think we should what go. And, I think we should explain to our uh, fellow experts here what we mean by whoa. What's whoa mean? Black Rob. <laughs> Great I break song. You to it. Most most whoa moment. We'll be ranking um like the most like the because the Matrix is all about trippy realization. So like when you're like the the whoa moment for me in Matrix One is when uh, Morpheus holds the battery up. When they're sitting there, and more, and Neo has to reckon with the fact that the world isn't what he thinks it is. Okay, so let's start off with uh, we do best fashion. Well, I mean, we've only uh, had this one, one across the board. Yep, it's one across the board. But I guess, although I think we we do keep bringing it up, but the fashion is dope in these movies. So I love the, they're so hot. They're all so hot. It, it's you know even though it, you know the, because of the aftermath of this movie, uh, you know the with the uh, I believe it was Columbine, right? Oh yeah, we never talked about the trench coat mafia because That's the a, trench coat huge. That Let's bring huge. it up. Let's, we can bring it up now because like the main one of the main things is the trench coats. They were still that was a good that was a big moral. The Matrix had a moral scare behind it. That was some like some nine. That was some like last last ditch effort of the 90s to like deliver one more last like moral majority like oh we shouldn't be watching the matrix that's gonna make school shootings happen kind of like i mean marilyn manson turned out to be a monster but they blamed him for school shootings and like they blamed rap music so like this is just like matrix is on that list 
of like stuff that old people hate. That's also why it should be required viewing. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's that, you know, it's that crazy thing of the fact that we had a, there was a school shooting and everybody, they dressed up like Neo. That was like the whole point. And yeah. then what Keith was saying, like, you know, once again, it's like that bad, uh, bad publicity, you know, um, you know, we did scream and after scream came out, a lot of people did, you know, all that stuff. And it's just, you know, there were, there's some people that just, you know, take it too far. People lost their minds when Mortal Kombat came out. <laughs> the, the original video game because the blood. Yeah. Um, but let's go to uh, best or most. Whoa. What what mind, mind tripped you? Oh, God. The whole movie's a mind trip. I don't know if there's one scene specifically. Well, no, the biggest woe moment's probably when his mouth closes up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, how are you? Yeah. Like, how can you use the phone if you can't speak? And he uses that Hugo Weaving thing. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's three. It's that one. It's when he touches the mirror and it starts to like encode him. Yep. And then it's Which when the awesome. helicopter hits the building and the building like waves before it explodes. Oh, man. Body horror. When the mirror goes inside Neo's throat, it's so gross. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Uh, for so for best villain since it's still the first movie, we'll do the agents and then Agent Smith himself, mm-hmm. and then overall number one movie so far, most rewatchable. <laughs> you you say ketchup, I say ketchup, but I, I say, say let's I say warm blanket hot cocoa movie. <laughs> I say but one I, of us is right and the other one's an idiot. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I, I can't believe you're calling Keith an idiot, but let's play no some stars. Let's play some stars. Did. My grandma an idiot. <laughs> yeah, <they're right. laughs> He's gonna fight you. Glaze those stars. <laughs> so Keith, what oh, do you do give? First. Yeah, why not? Since Keith, you're this the, is was... the first star glazing of 2022. Big and I don't and, and at this point, I don't even know if the stars are real. If it's just like a projection up in the sky, I don't even know. I mean, it's not fucking Batman's signal up there. How can I glaze upon what is maybe not real? Uh oh, he's getting all like <laughs> philosophical and shit now. Yeah. How can I bust upon? How a can big I bust thing? if I know I can't bust on her <laughs> yeah, in real life? How do you know? How can you bust? Do you, do you think that's air you're busting? Yeah, do you think that's... <laughs> how can you bust? <laughs> Anyways, I could. I could riff on busting ideas in the Matrix. They all make day, you feel but, good, so yeah. But I was, I'm, I'm regretting previously giving out a five star movie now because while I was watching this, I was thinking to myself, like, I think this might be like my favorite movie. Like while I was watching, because it was, I was so excited. I had a grin like ear to ear the entire, like start to finish. I was so happy, and I like couldn't take my eyes off of it. And the action scenes and the plot and the story. It's 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 five stars. It's five. Damn. See, I I almost pulled the trigger for my first five star movie, <laughs> but there's just a couple gaps in that second act that make it not a perfect movie in my view. But it's damn near close. It's four and three quarters for me. Um I am giving it uh a, a five. They uh, 
rewatching this. The least eventful five of ever. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, I've given up the most so far. But uh, the the idea of the fact, like watching it like this past couple times, and it's just like there's a lot more lines in the movie that I know than I thought I did not know I knew. Like it's just like you know, holy crap of like, you know, is that air you're breathing? You know, or get a lot of the get up. You know, help me. All that stuff, you know. I say like, get, I say get up, Keith. When I like don't want to get up to go to work in the morning, all the time. Yep, <laughs> get up, Keith. Get I say up, get up, Keith. Keith, all the time. Yeah, yeah, but you're talking to something else. Yeah, get up, <laughs> Keith. <laughs> Damn, you named it Keith too. <laughs> yeah, wait, what? <laughs> Didn't we all? <laughs> well, boys, we've set a new record. Damn. The Matrix at 4.9 is now our highest wow. rated individual movie. Crazy. I mean, yeah. It's it's, it's, huge. I, it's, it's worth like, it, I think. It's yeah. huge. Huge. So our top five is The Matrix, Ghostbusters, Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery, Fast Five, and the first movie we ever watched, still holding on at the five spot, Predator. Man, if you just like handed me a stack of DVDs, <laughs> there, I'd be pretty happy. <laughs> Such a variety, too. You know, but... So we kick off the new year with a 4.9. We have a full 10 days to find out if we'll break that this upcoming year, right? 10 days in a year, right? Um, yeah. Sure. 10 days got it okay so well, hopefully... did we just like kick off the year at like the ultimate high and now we're yep. just gonna be chasing that for the rest yeah, of the year now the waterfall is gonna keep going down everything only gets worse that's the that's the <laughs> that's the, this, the, the moral is this why tlc told me not to go chasing waterfalls because i'm just gonna be mm-hmm. disappointed don't creep creep but we're creeping on as next week here on fake movie experts we will be discussing matrix reloaded and let's see how the sequel lives up to the original and see where they go from you know because as we said earlier this was a pitch perfect movie to end the franchise at no no joe i'm gonna pick pitch perfect later as a franchise oh please please god no (laughs) I love Pitch Perfect. Go to hell, Keith Swetland. You can go to hell. Go to Aka Hell. <laughs> Aka, uh, you. Well, you what you can really go to is NoSellEntertainment.com. That's right, NoSellEntertainment.com. We can find all of our podcasts, all of our blogs, and everything that Keith. And, uh, you can check out my acapella album on there too. Oh yeah, we're, we're, uh, sing, any um, discounts? Anything? Or... I sing. I, I sing Green Day American Idiot um, in acapella. But it's weird that you just drop the f bomb the whole time that you're. <laughs> Any discounts or, or new year, new, no discounts? Use a go to, um, go to yeah, iTunes, okay. go to Here's... iTunes and use use lube and you get uh, that song for free. I was gonna say you can plug in a promo code Mark Marin podcast, <laughs> then uh, it'll get you my acapella album for $18.99. For, for Keith, is that is that rape pill? If you use the rape pill, <laughs> see, the funny thing is that his album typically costs $15.99, so that yeah. promo code actually makes his album three dollars more. Yeah, it was expensive getting permission from Mark Marin. All right, <laughs> I, I, I heard if you use use lube, you just got it for free, and Keith got no benefits out of it. So, no, it, it barely lubricates. <laughs> it's up to you. You can use the Mark Marin or use lube, and you can either pay more. Or, or he doesn't less. get paid at all. 
At so no use Lube team. is the Napster of this conversation. Yeah, it's if you the support, LimeWire. If you it's support the LimeWire, if you support artists, you'll support Mark Marin. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't have to at nosoandtape.com. And like always, you can listen to all of our podcasts wherever you listen to our podcasts. Who's ready for White Dread Ghosts?